Hello everyone, my name is Alan Brunke. I don't have any pants on at the moment, and this is a podcast. Hello again, everybody. How's it going? It's been a while since I've done one of these. It's been uh, been a hot minute since I've done anything like this, and uh, it's a little weird. It's a little weird getting it started again. What's new in my life? I moved into a new house. I moved into a really beautiful new house uh, that has a vegetable garden in the backyard and a fire pit and all the things that I really could ask for in life right now. I've got a shed in the backyard that I'm uh, setting up for recording, and it's actually where this episode was recorded. Um, and I'm still working out the kinks. It's still a little bit echoey. It's still a bit uh, bit hard to hear and all that stuff, but uh, it's getting there. I just got to figure some more things out about how to balance the sound a little bit better. And um, So this episode is with my friend Brendan. Um, me and Brendan have known each other for quite a while, but we've never really been super close friends. Um, same friend groups, but just kind of on the outskirts of each friend group. And we've hung out a ton and we've become really good friends, but we've never really had a chance to sit down and talk about anything, which is, uh, it's going to be new, but, uh, it was a really fun conversation. We got, uh, we got pretty deep with everything, which is kind of my thing, I guess. Um, but he, he, he brought out some things in me that, uh, I wasn't expecting, and it was really cool. This month, I'm heading out to Vancouver, and uh, I'm going to be out there for basically the entire month. I've got a bunch of things lined up. I got some work and some fun stuff, and I'm going to be recording a bunch of episodes of this with some of my friends out there. And uh, I'm really excited to see where that goes because it's people that I only really get to talk to like once a year, once every two years, give or take. So it's going to be interesting to see their. Uh, the change in them and, and talking to them after, you know, a couple of years of not having really spoken to each other. And it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. So be on the lookout for those. So each of these episodes is going to be divided into a couple of segments. I might add a few more segments going forward in the future, but for now it's just got uh, three segments. The first segment is just an interview portion where I talk to the person that I'm interviewing and let you get to know them a little bit. Let them tell a couple stories, let me tell a couple stories, and just see where it goes from there. And it's uh, just letting the conversation happen organically. The second segment in the podcast is going to be called Deal Breakers. um, And it's uh, something that you're just going to kind of have to listen to to understand what it is. And the third segment is something that I am coining uh, Transparency Time. The guest brings on three questions, and I write three questions for my guest. Um, And it can be of any subject, of any um, idea that they want, but each of us has to answer all the questions completely and totally transparently. Uh, We have to be completely honest about the answers that we're giving. Um, And I just want to encourage, like, openness and honesty, and I think it's something that is going to be really neat to listen to going forward with everybody that we're talking to. And I am excited to see where it leads conversationally. Especially this episode, it got really, really deep, but it was really cool. So this episode is with my friend Brendan. He is a paramedic here in Sault Ste. Marie. We talked about a lot of things. We kind of delved into his career a little bit and what makes it so exciting and interesting for him. We talked about my career a little bit. It was a really uh, heavy conversation for two friends that have never really 
sat down and talked before, and we touched on that when we were talking together. So I hope you guys enjoy the interview portion of this uh, episode. Um, I'm just going to get right into it. Here's me and Brendan talking about life and whatever else garbage we're talking about. Enjoy. Explosions um, on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alan's, Alan's, Alan's. Friday, Friday, Friday. Podcast of the century. Tune in. Um, no, it's uh, I jackass. Always, <laughs> I always do my intros separate just because it's easier to get all the information out. Yeah. So it's always awkward, like starting these things because it's like, <laughs> hey, we've just been talking for the last twenty minutes, but hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, listeners, I am here with my good friend Brendan, and. We don't get to talk very often. We usually just hang out and we're with a group of people, so it's hard sometimes to like have good conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for this because it means that we're going to have to get deep and dirty and whatnot. Oh, into our self-pity? <laughs> yes, into our fear and self-loathing. So you have... You've always lived here, correct? You've never, like, I mean, other than moving for school, like, you grew up here? Yeah, I grew up around Sturchmont area, so, like, this is kind of my hometown. Yeah, cool. Um, I really, uh, like, I want to go into your property again because, like, we went out, what, like... Four years ago, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and like you had that. like that orgasm um, over that old tree. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and I still have dreams about that tree. It's like wake up with just wet all over. Um, your property is just great because you've got like a billion acres out there. Yeah. And a lot of it is like forest, and it's it's awesome. Well, I mean, um, if you really want, my parents are actually looking for someone to like hire to take a. You know the view I have? Yeah. That they want someone like a good photographer to. Wow, wow. Yeah. So someone other than me is. <laughs> so you went to school. A couple of times, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. what did you go to school for first? <laughs> well, so I went to school um, when I was 19. I was really, like, gung-ho about getting into college. I was just like, yeah, you know, I was a big outdoors guy, and I was just like, let's get going. Um, I took this program called Ecological Restoration. Okay. It's, I know, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So I went down to Fleming, which is near Lindsay, so like a Peterborough general okay, yeah, area. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting because they didn't have the program mapped out. <clears throat> okay. So... We got done the first semester, and when we get to the second semester, they took us to Trent University. Mm, right. And they're like, hey, listen, after this semester, like, you can come here and do courses here. And I'm like, I got a place, like, an hour away from here. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Um, the photography program was the same way at the college, really. Like, it was like, they made so many promises of, like, they were like, you're going to go ice climbing and take pictures on, like, the top of, like, a mountain and stuff, and we're going to go into a plane and shoot, like, aerial photography. <laughs> they made so many promises on the website. And we had, like, people that moved like internationally to come and do this program because it was supposed to be so, <laughs> so amazing. So and then it was like, it was like, oh, we're going to go out to grow cap and shoot photos of like whatever. Like it was just very like, and that was, don't be wrong. It was fine. But yeah. like they made such huge promises and then it just like nothing materialized out of it. And I imagine it's the same kind of way. Oh man. Like, like they're, they're like, they literally told us like, yeah, we don't have the second year planned. And we're like, what? <laughs> like you accepted all of our money already. They're like, yeah, we just, so like, they're like, they gave us like a huge list of what yeah. we could take. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, I don't want to touch it anymore so what is uh ecological restoration i picture you like stapling bark Mm. back onto trees kind of that. so it was how to get an ecological zone okay back to where it was before man destroyed it gotcha so that was like you know basically studying which type of trees are in the area how to actually take the ph values to say it's like for pollution yeah like reclaiming from from man basically exactly right 
So um, I did that, and then I went to school to be a paramedic. So you went to, you decided to go to paramedic school. Yeah, that was uh, the turning point. Like, I always had it in the back of my head rather to do it yeah. or not. Um, I always liked the aspect of being the go-to guy when mm. it came to that kind of stuff. So once I was in it, I was hooked immediately. Right. First semester, I mean, unfortunately, I dislocated my shoulder, and I wasn't able to continue. But... Uh, I went back to finish it, but once I was out there and actually doing it, like, yeah, there's nothing else in the world I right do. On. That's fantastic. I couldn't do it. I, it's too much pressure for me. I just like to take pretty photos of things. I, could, I couldn't handle the pressure oh at all. Everyone says, like, oh, like, these, like, crazy scenarios when they think of paramedics, like, all the time. Like, you know, like, oh, like, some guy just chopped off his arm. You gotta put it back on right now. <laughs> you, just, you just staple it back on, like, you did yeah, with the tree. It's yeah. fixed. Yeah. It's great, right? Yeah. No, but most of my calls are usually people who are, like, absolutely on the most ridiculous side of not needing to go to the hospital. Like, some girl called me because she had the flu. Yeah. And she was like, I just want to go get assessed. And I'm like, did you take any towels? She's like, no. And I'm like, so you didn't even try to get your fever yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. When I was like, I think like eight years old, maybe nine years old, yeah. my dad had a heart attack. And okay. we lived in Bruce Mines at the time. So there was no no hospital, no clinic there at all. Um, and uh, so I, remember, I have this distinct memory of waking up when I was a kid and my, I'm driving to the hospital and whatnot, and I didn't know what was going on at the time. My mom later revealed to me that like my dad drove himself to the hospital <laughs> because like he didn't he didn't want my dr mom to have to drive in the middle of the night because she wasn't really a good night driver. So like he was having a heart attack and he drove himself from Bruce Mines to the Sioux, which is like a 45 minute drive while having a heart you know, attack. I, I get all those stories all the time yeah. for people near Bruce Mines and stuff. Like there was a story, <laughs> yeah. like it's the craziest story. Like some guy chopped his arm off up near that area and like he literally put himself in a tourniquet and drove himself to the hospital and i'm like why can't i get those guys like you know all these people. i want the exciting stuff yeah. yeah so i mean it's a missed blessing i mean like you get all a bunch of like i always love it because you never know what you're gonna get like you you know you get all these calls over the radio and it's just like lights and sirens all the way down this yeah. guy's dying right and you get there and she's just sitting there like I'm hard for He's the like, listeners to see yeah yeah just basically like sitting there like nothing's happening and you're like so what's going on I'm just feeling a little bit under the weather today. And you're just like, okay. And your mind's like racing because yeah. you hear the dispatch yeah. information. So you're like going over all your protocols, everything yeah. you have to do. And you get there and it's just like full stop. Yeah. Okay. And as a human, you automatically go to the worst possible scenario because that's just how our brains work. So you're thinking like, oh, this person doesn't have a head anymore. Or like <laughs> yeah. something like just something, ridiculous. Yeah. Like short sure. of breath gets called <laughs> in. I'm like expecting the person to be like, <gasps> like bent over, like can't barely breathe. And they're just like. I just feel a little, like, a little bit hard to breathe today. It's just no, like, oh, no. okay, cool. So you are a paramedic now. Like, yep. oh, we, we, we didn't quite discuss that. You are a full-fledged paramedic now. I, I, like, you've told me a couple stories about, like, the hours you've worked and stuff, and it's yeah. been, like, 18-hour shifts or whatever the hell. Like, how do you how do you deal with that and and just be able to get up and just go? Like, go. I, I couldn't <laughs> handle it. I would lose my mind. Well, it's a great thing. It's, like, um, so it all depends on the type of day you're having. I mean, like, most days, like, we are very fortunate here. We're, right. we're powered, paired with fire, so they have beds. So we can sleep on night shift cool. sometimes. Cool. So you get that little kind of break. Yeah. Other days, you know, you're hitting 12 calls, so you barely, like, there's been times where, like, I worked, like, a 12-hour shift, haven't even had time to eat. It's insane. Yeah, so I mean, but that's just the nature of the job you choose, right? Like, I can't really be like, hold on, I gotta finish my burger while you're <laughs> let me, having... <laughs> let me put this Nutri-Grade bar in my mouth while you're while you're having a heart attack. Right, yeah, so you can't sure. really say no, yeah. but it's a part of it. Yeah. But um, 
I guess what really drives you is the excitement. And there's no feeling of get like better feeling of getting into an ambulance and then just gunning it and like going like some sirens. Well, I mean like you're That's like fair. crossing like through intersections yeah. and like you get that adrenaline yeah. going and like you get to the scene and like you realize it all calms down or it amps up, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes you can have like a crazy call and then you have to like kind of go back to the base and be like <laughs> de-stress <laughs> a little yeah. bit. I can imagine. Or you're going sure. onto it's like. It's really interesting because, like, you could be dealing with, like, I had this guy that I was, um, he ended up dying, but I was doing CPR on him. And then the next call I had was, like, you know, like, a 25-year-old who broke up with her boyfriend. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's, like, a huge extreme yeah, of you yeah. doing, like, multiple things at once. Yeah. And then, like, in the span of 20 minutes, you're doing, like, you're talking to this yeah, girl, yeah. being, like, it's everything's going to be yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. It's such a strange dichotomy of things. For oh, sure. absolutely. But that's what keeps me going. Like, mm-hmm. just that huge change. I, I always hated that with, like, most menial jobs like you know selling cell phones every day seemed the same it's never a dull moment i couldn't do it because doing that job i would take it home with me all the time and i would just be like just just (laughs) just shaking with stress all the time well i'm not like this cold person that's just like (laughs) sure you're not yeah (laughs) Yeah. you have those emotional burnout days like all medics are human in a way so i mean like we all get affected by it but i mean it's just how you learn to deal with it at the end of the day like you're there to help that person I mean, I'm only there with them for 20 minutes. It's the best I can do. Yeah. My my dad was a firefighter for, like, the oh, majority cool. of his life. And there'd be times where, like, he he would tell stories about calls that he would go on. And it was just, like, I don't know how he just kept such a calm demeanor, like, going home. Because it would be stuff, like, there'd be people in cars that were, like, burnt. Like, their, like yeah. half their body was burnt. I don't know how you don't take that stuff with you. Because, I again, I, I'm such a I'm such an <laughs> empath that I would just, I'd be going home and I'd just be like, ah! <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I just couldn't. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Like, I just, I'd be like, oh, man, I couldn't do it. A bit of it is uh, you learn, it's kind of funny. Like, once you go, like, into this kind of line of work, like, you, your work life's always turned up to 12. Like, everything's stress, everything's like that. So when you come home, everything's dialed down. That's why, like, when people start, my friends start freaking out because they can't go. I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> like, no, we'll be there five it's minutes fine. late. Cool. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 interesting on how you deal with it too, mm-hmm. and like a lot of like we take a lot of psychology too mm-hmm. in school just to learn how to process yeah, what we sure. see Absolutely. because there's a lot of problems with paramedicine right now. Yeah. Like we have, I think a new statistic came out that only nine percent of paramedics make it to retirement. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I understand completely why. Like uh, that's it, like you see some of the craziest and worst shit on the planet yeah, but you also like, see some of the funniest shit oh for sure the absolutely you like you, you definitely would see like some of the and, and i can imagine that there's a lot of great moments that come with it too oh, like how, like being able to save someone's life and stuff like that is probably just a f- very e- fulfilling feeling even but. like the, those little things are good but i think the most that's had impact on me is the discussions mm. i mean like discussing people who have suicidal ideations, discussing with people who are going to Arch, which is like a final resting place before they die. Like, just hearing how they, like, talk about life and how they're ready to die Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, how they prepare themselves is actually really cool because then you can sort of kind of start thinking of that mindset early, right? Yeah, Yeah, you start to understand it a little bit more, and and being around people who know that their time has come is, uh, it's taxing but it's also it, it opens your eyes a lot to how Absolutely. freeing it actually is to be able to just let that go and, and not to be afraid of it and that that's uh, I, that's a pretty cool thing for sure one guy we walk in and he's just standing in the corner and we're just like hey man how's it going he's like good <laughs> and we're like okay why'd you call he's like i'm in trouble and i'm like why why are you in trouble <laughs> and he's just like i can't sit down why can't you sit down i, I just can't i'm like okay do you want to 
coming out to my ambulance and like it was just a really like weird sure. the way he was interacting and we we're just thinking we're like what the hell is this guy on and so like we get into the ambulance and usually there's like you know you sit on a bed or you sit on a seat sure. right he chose to stand and i'm like you can't stand he's like i can't sit down <laughs> okay but well, we're gonna have to do this in a way so we had to lay him face down on the stretcher okay. and as he was laying down face down on the stretcher it looked like something was coming out of his yeah so yeah. long story short ended up being 12 inches oh wow oh All it was right. great and I mean, like the whole time i was just like laughing and how many of the inches did he get in oh you almost got the whole oh, thing wow. yeah. All right. yeah, I mean, this guy was dedicated this guy was dedicated outside of doing paramedic work like you said you kind of like to keep everything kind of low and 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 calm as much as you can on in your personal life do you have trouble now because your job is so <laughs> exciting getting excitement like in your personal life or is it like, like do you find you have to amp things up a little bit well, <laughs> a little bit yeah it's hard because nothing really phases sure. me anymore like usually like before this all started i usually get stressed over everything right like even the littlest thing like oh my god i'm stressed like what the fuck do i do now it's just like you know okay everything's fine like everything's in control right whatever goes goes sure I mean, I have been looking for other outlets. Like, I'll go to the gym and stuff like that. And I joined a volunteer fire department. Kind of get it on the off days. I'm starting to think I have an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> addiction to saving people's lives. That's the worst superhero on the planet. I'm addicted to saving people's lives. I can't stop. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean... You really notice in your interpersonal mm. relationships on how, like, especially after... Uh, all the things you've experienced and how things develop. I mean, like, you know, people will be getting stressed out around you and then you're, like, not stressed out. So, like, how come you're not stressed? And it makes them, like, very pushed distance. Yeah. Because they're like, this guy is fucked. How's he not? He's a cold heart. <laughs> right? But it's just like, hey, listen, like, you know, I, you have no idea what I just did yesterday. This is, like, nothing. <laughs> like, awesome. I'm not getting stressed over yeah, this. Yeah, I get you. So, I mean, there is that kind of, like, boundary that gets set up between mm. inter your interpersonal connections yeah. and stuff. Cool. I have noticed... Um, um, like since you've landed this job and you've had it for a little bit and you've got your feet under it, there's like there's a confidence in you that wasn't there before. You, yeah, you have a, you have a confidence within yourself, and just even just talking to you like with with a group of people, there's a there's a bravado to you a little bit. Like you're a little bit more upstanding, a little bit more yeah. as opposed to being like kind of a background player. Now you're kind of like up in it. I've noticed it in the last couple of years, like interacting with you. There's there's a there's definitely a confidence there, and I think that's probably along the same lines. Oh, absolutely. Lines it really has, like, started to affect me when, like, I actually went on a call and I ran the first one myself. And you have to be that person everyone's relying on. You have to go there and be like, I have to be the calm amongst the storm. Yep. And calm everyone down. Yep. So it gives you that confidence when you go out into, like, other sort of social interactions. Yep. Being like, I'm used to a guy yelling at my face. And, like, this guy's, like, talking to me calm. And yep. it's just yep. like, ah, that's yep. fine. I, uh, <laughs> I think I learned that um, being a photographer, like, going yeah. into wedding days and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's all on me. The person's most important day of See, their I lives. See, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could never, ever do that. <laughs> uh, the person's most important day of their lives thus far. Fuck and it's, it's on my shoulders all day to make sure that I get what needs to be see, done. See, that's fine. Um, <laughs> my patients, I see them for like 20 minutes. They'll maybe remember me because of the red hair. Like, they'll remember you. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this well, guy was fucking me, fantastic. Ten, ten years later, they're like, hey, you're that guy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it does happen from time to time. But that's what gave me that confidence was when I first started doing that, I was, no, I wouldn't say I was uh, shy, but I was <coughs> more meek. I was very, I was very quiet and kind of reserved. Yeah. Um, and then realizing that I had to be in control with the weddings and I had to say like, hey, you come over here. We're doing this shot here. I had to be that person and that I just kind of adapted eventually and that became my personality. Yeah, well, well no, absolutely. Yeah. I can see how, but just saying I could never do that because I would, I would not know where to begin. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, 
there, it's a different kind of stress. It's not like high octane stress. It's not like you're like, oh my god, this person's dying. It's like, it's like a low back of your neck stress all well, the time. I like, like a it's little bit like, of a bill. Oh well, yeah, there's definitely like once you get to the ceremony and it's like the first kiss and stuff, and you're making sure that you're getting the shot. It's just like a low right at the back of your neck, like hey kind of stress, and you're just like the whole day you're just like. Well, I mean, you must get so much relief once it's all finished. Oh, for sure. After a wedding and we're driving home and it's like the car is usually silent after that because we're just, we're just like, just de-stressing everything and just like, just letting everything go. Um, There's been times where like weddings have been so personal to us and we've made friends with those people that like when we're done, like it's emotional. We're saying goodbye and we're like, we're wiping a A tear tear away because like we've developed such a uh, connection with these people and like listening to them say like their vows at the ceremony and they're so heartfelt and then their speeches at the, at the reception. And it's so just genuine and heartfelt that it's like, you feel like an honest connection. Yeah. Like you just, you, you realize like these people deserve so much happiness and they're having it right now and it's just like it's such a great moment to be a part of well I think it's actually kind of cool because you kind of actually see like you know the vulnerabilities yeah exactly absolutely for sure it's 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 weird because there's there's different classes of vulnerability like when I'm shooting the bride in the morning before she's got everything on she's a little bit afraid of the camera and she's kind of shy and whatnot because she doesn't have everything done up versus the bride like at the end of the night where everything is finished and she's on the dance floor getting twirled by her husband it's just a weird dichotomy of, of vulnerability where it's like before she was like a little bit afraid and then it was like oh she's like she's owning this but it's like you know like in an intimate way you know what I mean they're on the dance floor they're being like they're just with each other and there's an intimacy to it and it's just it's it's two different kinds of vulnerability do you find that there's like a bridging point where people like start off like you said in the morning that like you know like she's kind of like nervous to be around the camera yeah yeah do you find that they usually get more comfortable throughout the day that's a big part of my job is making them feel comfortable with the fact that because it's an awkward situation going into a wedding day having somebody point a camera at you and just be like but like be like don't look at me you know what I mean yeah. don't, don't make eye contact with me just do what you're doing and I'll take a picture of you it's an awkward situation it's a right. little weird of a thing but having those conversations with those people and being able to like crack a joke here and there and like and kind of take their guard down a little bit and make them feel a little bit more comfortable is a big job or a big part of the job for wedding photography um, because it's, uh, it's, it's all about making people feel comfortable and that's where a lot of my work shines through is because I have that innate ability to just make people kind of shed their skin a little bit and just get comfortable and and it's really translated into weddings and being able to just sit down with them even a year before the wedding and say like this is what we're going to do and and making sure that they know that I have a plan for exactly what I'm doing and that it just lets them calm down a little bit about do you, it. So I uh, so question about that then do you find that when you meet resistance in what they want to do versus what you think would be ideal usually get a little bit more apprehensive when Not you're really. Shots? So the biggest the biggest thing that we have with clients is the less input they give us, mm-hmm. the less satisfied they are with their photos. Okay. So if they if we have constant communication we're saying like this is what this is what we were thinking they're like no nah, I'm thinking along this lines like as long as we have that constant communication we usually come to a common ground really quickly and we can find something that really really works for them. Okay. But the clients who are a little bit reserved on speaking their mind and saying this is what I want are the ones that ultimately end up a little bit less satisfied with their photos because we're just going off of like what we think is cool and we're like yeah this is a great idea we're gonna run with that but then it's not what they like it's not it's not something that they're they're personally connected to or that their their aesthetic is is connected to um so they end up being like oh like I I like this but like I kind of wish and and it's always after the fact where they're like oh I wish we would have done this and I'm like well why didn't you say that on the like 
you would have just said it, we could have done that. And it's it's we very rarely do we have clients that are dissatisfied with the work that we do. Yeah. Um, but uh, it does um, it does happen every once in a while because it's just you can't please it's everybody. Everybody's got right? different tastes and stuff, and it, it happens. But do you find like you're kind of creating like a narrative through your pictures? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's that. The biggest thing is um, every wedding that we do, I put a post up on the website, and I just I have a little. I, I write a little bit about the day, just like I'll say like you know we met here and we, we chatted with the girls, blah blah. And I'll, I'll kind of give a, a little bit of a narrative of in words um, with an added photo of each little scene that I that okay. I've captured, um, and it's it gives a little bit of it gives a little bit more to the photo because the the person reading it and seeing the photo can understand what happened in that, in that, in that time. It gives it a, a good context. Yeah, it's a neat thing because like people that weren't able to attend the wedding, like relatives that weren't able to come in, yeah. they can see that little post that I put up on the website and, and it says like, you know, this uh, the bridesmaids did this in the morning, blah, and it gives them a little bit of like a little documentary on how the day went and it makes them feel like they were there, you know what I mean? It gives them a little bit more insight and that's a, it's a big thing that I really harped on when we started the business and started doing everything was like, I want to do something like this because it's different because nobody else does stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Like you and create that narrative. People exactly. Follow along. Exactly. And I, like I said, people that are, weren't able to be there for the wedding door people that were only there for the reception or only there for the ceremony they get to have this little window into the whole day and see you see what it that's was like and it's, yeah it's neat that's pretty cool yeah it's it's something that i've i've taken a long time to develop and that i continue i want to continue doing all the time because i really enjoy doing it what is your main goal like what do you want to leave so, as an imprint as an artist my ideal situation like my ideal like wake up in the morning and love my life situation would be working for a company where i can just do portraits like do a nine to five job go in and punch my clock but do portraits every day mm -hmm. um for like magazines or whatever it be but work in an environment where people can kind of give me my assignments as opposed to just being a freelance and like trying to search for assignments okay um i would just love to work for a company that i could just uh, go and set an appointment up. Go, hey, uh, this person's getting an article written about them. Go and take their portrait for this article. That would be awesome. I would love that kind of job. Um, that and doing like, um, just like, uh, just editorial portraits of like personalities. You know what I mean? Okay. That, that's my the biggest thing with the portrait work is like, I just love learning about people's personalities and like hearing their stories and stuff like that. And so that's the biggest thing is like, if I could just have a job where I can like go and interview someone like I'm doing right now and yeah. also take a portrait of them and like, I, I would just <laughs> That'd be like, be oh, great. Oh, this <laughs> be ultimate. I just, I would love to work just for a photography firm out there that just does like portrait work and, and that would cool. be just awesome. I would, I, ideally I would love to just like do uh, like just my own shit all the time and just make whatever I want to make and get paid for it but unfortunately <laughs> not going to happen that way um, and uh, especially in this city like I, I can't be an artist out here I can't like, no I this, just, this city is very blue collar it's, it's very just uh, like I can pay people can pay me for portraits and doing stuff like that but nobody wants to buy something to hang on their wall like that I've shot it's just a, unless it's of their family they just don't care <laughs> yeah, at all exactly. um, and I've tried it and it just doesn't work so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm buy random people <laughs> yeah exactly like put a random person's face on your wall it doesn't work that way at all I'm hoping once I move that I can start like delving into art a little bit more and start mm -hmm. like developing because I've already developed my style as an artist I think for sure like I've really honed in on what I do as an artist uh, between doing portrait stuff and doing the abstract stuff like I've, I've really kind of honed in on what I what I enjoy doing and what I'm good at doing but there's just not a market for it here yeah. so. next year has been like my my stepping off point for saying like I'm gonna do what I want to do and see if it works and if not I'll just come back and I'll just waste my life away working at 9 to 5 Go. If it doesn't work, whatever, it's fine. I like I, at least I tried it because 
I just kept going in this yearly circle where like I was like I really want to get out of here and I want to try something new but then it was like oh wedding bookings and it was like every, like everything just like because uh, we're booking like a year two years in advance well, eh? so it was good. like every year I'd have I had a, an excuse not to leave you know what I mean were you I was using like, that kind of like a crux to I think so like it, not not actively but I think like in, in the back of my mind I was kind of like oh well can't leave I've got uh, priorities here and I've got you know responsibilities here I, I just want to try it I want to see what happens and if, if I fail and become homeless then I did <laughs> I'll go pick you up big Uber yeah exactly <laughs> okay, I'll, jump I'll call you guys and be like hey uh, <laughs> I'm in a halfway house yeah, I need your help right now And now we're going to move into a segment called Deal Breakers. And all Deal Breakers is, is uh, my guest has to imagine that they are dating someone for a couple of months. Um, and these are going to be perhaps uh, Deal Breakers for their relationship going forward. I, you have to imagine that you're single. Which, oh, uh, I don't know that hard. <laughs> uh, so, and then you're, you, you're dating this girl for, okay. for let's say, like... Uh, two months. Okay. You're, you're with her for about two months. Um, you just, you met her, you've been on a few dates, you're just kind of seeing each other for, it's been about two months since you, you met each other. Um, and then you have to tell me if this is a deal breaker or if you're willing to go forward with it or not. All right. Okay. Um, okay. I'll I start. don't like how you're laughing right off I'll the start, hall. <laughs> I'll start with an easy one. She sleeps with socks on every night, always. Always. What kind of socks? <laughs> Depends on the weather. Wool socks when the winter. Oh, I mean, like she wear like those, like you know, knee high socks. No, no, no. just just like just, <laughs> just like covers socks. the foot. Like just uh, the... that's fine as long as she doesn't like you know like rub them against me. I'm perfectly fine with it. All right, it. all right, all right. <laughs> oh, uh, she doesn't say I love you unless you say it first. Oh man, I I've been wow. That's uh, I mean, well, everyone has a different language of love, that's true. But um, yeah, it would. I mean, yeah, that'd probably be a deal breaker at some point. <laughs> she insists on both of you wearing matching outfits every time you go out. Fucking deal breaker. And if you say no, no, no. she gets physically upset. <laughs> physically upset? So she starts throwing haymakers at me? Just starts throwing bombs all the time? <laughs> While crying the whole time. <laughs> yes, that's a deal breaker. Deal breaker? All right, all right. I'm not that type of person that wants to, like, you know, like, have those matching outfits go. I mean, it's kind of cool for, like, first couple times, you know? But then, like, if she's insistent on it, like, every single time, like, I think it'd be kind of weird. Like, going um, to family functions and we're just the same. Yeah, or, like, yeah. fucking, like, going out with your friends and, like, and you like, have to wear those t-shirts, like, I'm with Linda. And, and it's like, say, I'm Linda. And then you say no and she goes, like, why are you doing this to me? Do you not love me? <laughs> she has an eye patch, but she won't tell you why. That would keep me interested, so I'd probably say <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, because I would eventually want to figure it out. Because it's just like, why does she have this iPad? Is she like a pirate that like you know hopes so she could like to change eyes right. in the middle of the night so yeah. she could see better in the dark? <laughs> you wake up and it's on the other <laughs> eye. You're like, wait, wasn't it? Uh, hold on. <laughs> she loves giving massages, mm -hmm. but she has to act like a cat while she's doing them. That would be a huge deal breaker. <laughs> why? Like, why do you mean why? <laughs> like, I mean, is she like just doing like you know, like with the claws just on my back? It's like that's not a massage lady. That's a scratch. <laughs> I was like, oh man, no, I, I'd start losing and it. And she just starts purring in your I ears. I get mad when like you know they like, start doing like little shit that pisses me off, and like they continuously do it without getting like without understanding like, hey, I don't like that, but they're just like poking. Oh, okay. Every time you hang out with her and her friends, her friends always say things like. Thank you for being with her. 
and it's so kind of you to be there for her with no explanation. Uh, that would be fine, I think. Right. I mean, like, I'd eventually get to the point to understand why, <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't see... Yeah, right. I try not to let people's friends dictate how I want my relationships. She doesn't like when you guys have sex. Instead, she only she's only into mutual masturbation. Ugh, that's, a, that's weird. No, no, screw that. Uh, what if she was very, very attractive? Though? No, still no, no, still no. That's like fucking right. cheesy, All man. Right. It's like you know, I can have the lolly but can't lick it. <laughs> Fuck off. There's something hot about that, though. for a while, for like you know, like a little bit, and then you you're know, like, okay. Admit let me it though, you'd, it. you'd be into it for the first little bit. You'd be like, all right, this yeah, is good. And then like, if it just continued to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah it's just, like, am I ever gonna like? So funny. Like forever being out of reach it's just like yeah and then all your friends are like have you hit that it's like nah but I get to watch her do it herself <laughs> yeah uh, she insists on calling your penis my little gingerbread man wow uh, you know what let's do it let's keep going with it <laughs> I mean I've heard worse uh, alright alright was it something personal or did you want to like die deep dive into my psyche <laughs> I mean everything every conversation I have is a deep dive into people's psyche I, I was having a conversation with somebody a while, like a couple weeks ago, and I said, like, I don't, I just don't do like casual conversation. No, and it's a, and it's off putting to some people because like I'm not willing to just be like, oh, you know, like how's the how's the family, whatever. Like I don't give a shit. I'm like, why did who hurt you and what <laughs> well, are they? Like I'm very like I'm what just is so your baggage? Like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, give me your shit. Give me all your shit. <laughs> well, that's honestly like a problem with me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like most of my relationships that have developed has been, you know, like. Eventually, I guess I just have that kind of personality where people just will eventually just start like talking like all about their past history yep. and it's just like okay and like you know like you want to be there for that person like listen like I understand what you're talking about but sometimes like it's a little overwhelming but I also enjoy it at the same time like I enjoy understanding people through and through and I have I guess I'm really good at this job because I can actually pinpoint where mm. people are and read them yeah so it gives me like a really good understanding of people. I um I have the innate, innate ability of just being able to carry a lot of shit on my shoulders, um, and I take all majority of my friends. I take their shit and I just I just <laughs> keep it. And I, not to say that I like hoist them up all the time, mm-hmm. but like I I listen to all of their shit all the time. And now here's a quick question for mm-hmm. you: Are you doing that so you don't have to deal with your own problems? No, no. I I, I there was a point yes where I was I, I, I was gonna say I, I did very, that <laughs> I was very um avoidant of my uh, I don't know if avoidance a word I was avoiding a lot of my own shit for a long yeah, time yeah you kind of just like um, took on these people's problems so you and I was them. like trying to like save people but that was more in like romantic relationships that was more in like I would meet somebody and I'd be like this person's all fucked up and I can fix them and I can whatever <laughs> and that was like and it was again it was a thing where I was avoiding my own shit now it's just like I I want this I want the world to be a wonderful place. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's all I want in life is I just want a really good place for my friends and my family and whatnot. And the only way that I've been able to do that personally to make the world better is to make sure that all of my small inner circles are cared for and mm-hmm. making sure that I'm lifting them up and, and helping them as much as possible. Um, and I just have a, like I said, I have an innate ability to be able to just hold a lot of shit on me. Some people can't do that. They can't, like, they get, like, one person's stuff and they just, like, crumble because they're just, the they're, no, their personalities aren't ma- meant for it. Me, I can talk to 20 different people and balance all of their different emotional shit and be able to just carry it with me and not have a problem and just be able to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I do have emotional breaks here and there, and eventually, like, I kind of, you know, freak out and whatever. <laughs> but for the most part, I can, I can just 
hold it and I it doesn't bother me. I can just kind of let it just sit there and it doesn't really get to me all that much. Yeah, it's 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 more because like I just I want everybody in my life to be happy and well, I want, why? Um because I think that's the only way that we can change the world. Okay. Is if all of us if I put a positive influence out to everybody in my small circle, mm -hmm. then hopefully in turn everybody in my small circle is going to put a positive influence oh, like into the their small circles. And it's going to, you know, this is my circle, this is my friend circle, and it's just gonna keep expanding out and eventually all that positivity is going to just hopefully change something. You yeah, know like what the I mean? pay it forward. Kind exactly. Of and it's and it's not necessarily like I it's not really pay it forward, it's more just like I just want to give as much of myself in a positive manner to people mm -hmm. to make sure that they can do that for other people as well. No, I, I completely wanna, get that. I, I want to like I don't want to I don't want to lift myself up if it means like stepping on someone else. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I want to make sure that all my friends are lifted up with me and that that if I need lifting up, then they lift me up in turn, and then I can lift them up, and just you know, so on and, and so forth. It's, it's just constantly going upward, and that's I I I really just believe that's really the only way you can change the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's just your small social world, your small social circle, I truly believe that the only way you can do that is just taking whatever negative energy that comes from people innately, because like we're all just negative all the time. That's just being a human being. It's just, unless you're on drugs all the time, like you're just innately negative. And it's just... I, I would say that there's, a, there's like actually, I wouldn't say we're always negative mm -hmm. and per se, I would say is that our negativity gets highlighted because we're so concentrated on trying to say yes. positive. Well, well, the thing too is like our, our brains are just wired to like think of the worst possible stuff all the time. Like right. just, because we're so such intelligent, sentient beings, like we're just wired that way. Like it's just like, it's just the way that our brains are. Um, and like I try to absorb as much of that negative energy from my friends and and take it in, and <laughs> then just exactly, and then just <laughs> it, it just like internally I take that negativity and I kind of use it as like a as a as a as a fuel as like a boiler room and I kind of just throw it all into the into the boiler and then I exude as much positivity as I can and I, yeah. and I, again I'm just I'm trying to recycle all that energy you know what I mean I'm trying to take that negative in and just put positive out and and it's taxing at times like for sure and again like I said I have I have breakdown sometimes because like I've just been getting negativity in and there's been no positivity <laughs> coming in yeah. but I've been putting so much out and it's just like my 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 cup just fills <laughs> and then I'm like and I can't handle it um but uh but for the most part like I I'm pretty good at managing my stress levels and my emotional uh, health levels and stuff like that and just like I I've over the years I've just developed ways to do it and that, that's well, all that's absolutely all you go through it you yeah. understand the yeah. negativity and you find your way on how to get through things exactly. right and that's uh, that's all I'm trying to impart on other people is like people that are in situations that I've been in in, in the past and just mm -hmm. saying like hey this is how I got through it and this is this, and I'm okay you know what I mean like I'm doing good so like if I can help even a single person by like not ending their life or not you know like not feeling depressed for a hour of a day just for just be, like it'll take 10 seconds out of my life to say like hey you're doing a good job and i love you and whatever if that's if that's all it takes to like keep somebody going for another day then like why the fuck not do it you know what i mean no like, i understand where you're coming yeah, from on that it's it's just i don't know that's how i look at it anyway it's a good outlook to yeah. have i mean like uh i i kind of have the same concepts when i come to things but i don't just limit it to like my inward circle mm -hmm. like uh Mo like some of the best moments I've had is meeting random people. Yeah, for sure. Random Absolutely. Kind. It's yeah. like I mean, like when I used to work at T booth. There was this one gentleman. He was from Portugal. Came in. He was doing a month here. He wanted to see Canada mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And like you could tell he was lonely. He was saying he was living with his old couple. But he just had like this ridiculous cowboy hat. Mm -hmm. Like first day he comes in to get a phone and like just th this guy just looks ridiculous. <laughs> like he just has this most 
like ridiculous cowboy yeah. hat and you like you know he's very broken English which was fine mm-hmm. I got him a phone and stuff to get him to actually talk and stuff like that and like he always used his head shake because he thought it was funny like John Wayne and stuff like that and like shake his cowboy hat yeah. and then like he started coming in like every fucking day <laughs> every day you come in for like four hours and talk to me right and then like some days, like, it was, like, a weekend. I realized mm-hmm. I was looking forward to those conversations yeah. every time he yeah. was coming in, right? And, like, I remember on the last day, he actually gave me that cowboy hat. And I still have it for awesome. today, right? But so it's, like, those little things that, like, you didn't expect to happen. That's why my outlook's always on, like, you know, you might as well be nice to people because you never know what, you know. Because yeah. some of my most cherished memories are from those kind yeah, of actions. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't, um, so I do this thing called, uh, what, what I've kind of is positivity posting, like on Instagram and stuff. I've um, noticed. Whereas, whereas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you notice those, those 17,000 like, page stories? I'm clicking all the way through and I uh, have like two seconds to read it. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, oh what was that? If you just hold your thumb off the whole time. Oh, okay, see, I'm um, stupid. And I don't know anyway, how to use technology. Um, so basically, like, I, the reason that I do that is, is again, going back to that where it's like, some of those people that I don't, I don't know, like I've, I've met them and said like, hey, how's it going? But I've never really interacted with them at all. Mm-hmm. But it's a same kind of concept where it's like I really look forward to when I when somebody comments on that and I post and say like hey this I, I noticed in your feed you're doing this and it's great and whatever and I, I lift them up like that and then I get a message back and that says like hey I was having a really rough day and that really like turn things around for me that's a great thing and I, and I and I look forward to that and I look forward to that feeling that I that 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 little bit of um redemption that i get back from and that little mm-hmm. bit of uh uh well it's just that the reaction you get right? yeah like and that, that, like, just that little bit of like serotonin release of like hey i did a good thing and it's like that that <laughs> acknowledgement of it is a good thing too um but it's like, like it, i don't care if people respond at all it's not it's not about that it's more just about like making sure that people are feeling good about themselves mm-hmm. and that's really all that i care about i don't give a shit about anything else i just want people to feel because <laughs> I know what it's like. I was there. I felt like I, well, like I mean, we've all been there at some point. Well, I mean, exactly. And like I said, we didn't really meet until I was already like starting my journey into this like positive human yeah. being. That I am. <laughs> like, yeah, I but like I, I was a piece of shit, man. <laughs> like like you could talk to like you could talk to some of our close friends that knew me beforehand. I was a shitty person, and I was jaded, and I was cynical, and I was angry, and I didn't like it. And I I, I just that's the thing is like I don't I I didn't want to be like that. Anymore. And if there's anybody that's feeling that way that I was feeling before, I want to try to help them get right. over that. You know no, no, I mean? that's, that's perfectly yeah. justified yeah. in a way. Maybe there's some deep-seated thing that I'm avoiding that I don't want to do, but I don't well, think there is. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, I don't, I don't think... I'm pretty, I'm pretty on the level now with my mental health and, like, yeah. all the shit that has happened to me in my life and all the, all the triggers that I've went through um so i'm pretty on the level now so i don't think it's out of avoidance i think it's just out of like pure just wanting people to be happy i mean that is nice because i mean like there's always people that get into that mindset just to do it just you know i've i've had people before they they say that i just do it because like i want the attention and stuff and i'm like i'm like yeah part of it a little bit of it it is the attention i love the attention from it because it's good attention it's not like i'm like oh i'm so sad and getting attention i'm I'm getting yeah exactly (laughs) i'm getting attention in a good and positive manner and and i do like it a little bit absolutely but i don't do it because of that it's just it's just a it's a happenstance of that. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's, exactly. it's one of those things that happen. Exactly, and it's it, it's it happens organically through doing that. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Know, it's it's something that I just really enjoy. So I don't know, but I don't know. I just want people to feel good about themselves. <laughs> the the main problem I find with depression and everything along those lines is that people don't understand is that it's okay to feel depressed. Absolutely. Like it's it's a part of being alive. Yeah. Is that you're going to be depressed and like 
what I find when people get triggered more and actually like start getting into a deeper swell of depression is because they start thinking, I shouldn't feel this way. Yeah. Like this is a not normal for me yep. not to feel yep. this way. Yep. And then they start like, it compounds to the point where they can't do it. Yep. So I mean like, I think like that's the whole thing that like society actually has kind of like reflected on yep. it is that, I mean, especially in our generation, like I mean like, it, I, I, I don't necessarily blame Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, but I, I think it, it creates this narrative that people actually throw out to the world Absolutely. that like, you know, my life is perfect. I'm Absolutely. traveling. I'm be- like, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. That's, and, and sorry to cut you off, but like the, the biggest reason that I started doing all that transparency stuff mm-hmm. and saying like, Hey, I'm dealing with this shit right now. And like, if you're dealing with it, cool. Like, let's talk about it or whatever, because I did have that narrative of like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to Vancouver, guys. My life's great. Like, whatever. I'm taking pictures of hot models every day. Or whatever. Like, it was Woo! like, my life's great. Um, and I did that that Instagram part of my life did develop that way. And people were like, oh, your life's so great, whatever. And I was like, no, like, I'm just a dude. Like, no, so like, hold on here. And I realized that like, oh shit, like people think that I like live this rock star lifestyle when really I'm just I'm just like everybody else. Where I wake up in the morning sometimes and I'm like, oh, I'm depressed today. Okay, what <laughs> like the fuck? Like, it's day. like, and it's it happens um and so that's why with the transparency thing like i really wanted to make sure that people knew that i was dealing with shit too you know what yeah. i mean like well, i was I mean, struggling just as much as that's the thing but no one ever wants to like first like i guess it would be now is like no one ever wants to betray that anymore everyone everyone seems to have like this huge wall up where they don't want to express yeah. their vulnerabilities oh, yeah. and then that gives everyone else the impression that they shouldn't express yep. their vulnerabilities yep. right yep and it creates like this whole kind of collage on instagram sure. i've noticed it like i i I do scroll Instagram a lot, and, like, I do see all these people are, like, you know, my life's amazing, like, I do this, like, you know, I'm living my dreams and stuff like that, and it's just, like, well, like, when people read it who are already depressed, they're, like, well, my life isn't anything like that. Exactly. And it kind of compounds it. Yep, same thing. Like, it's, like, I I like putting it up because people see, like, oh, this guy's decently successful, and he's enjoying life, but he's also having a shit time right <laughs> yeah. now. And it's, like, oh, okay, like, I'm having a shit time, so that, like, but, like, that doesn't mean that I can't get past that and can't figure that out exactly that's, that's a big thing for me it's like making sure that people just understand that like it happens you know what i mean and like everybody gets depressed once in a while as much as i don't like saying like happiness is a choice because like it's not necessarily a choice mm-hmm. but like there there's choices that you make day to day whether you are being negative or being positive no i agree with that and it's like you can be depressed and still be positive mm-hmm. but you cannot you can be happy and be negative they're not exclusive to each other people don't understand that like even if you're depressed, like, you just make make the choice of saying, like, I'm going to go cook myself a meal, or I'm going to go take a shower, or I'm going to do just little positive things. And eventually it starts ramping up that you're like, okay, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go to the <laughs> yeah, grocery store. Cool. And it's like, it's like it, it eventually ramps up, and it feels so natural after a while that you just automatically make those choices. Oh, I'm feeling depressed. I'm going to go to the park today or whatever. Yeah. And you just make a choice because you put those little things in place that you know are going to make you happy. You know exactly. what I mean? And, that, like, and that's... You start creating, like, yeah. kind of like a, an outlet for your Exactly, for sure. Stewing on it, exactly right? and that's that's the biggest thing is a lot of people that i talk to who are experiencing depression or just having depressive episodes is they they just think that like that they, they, they have no control in the matter like it's like they just they're like oh i'm depressed well i'm just gonna just sit here and just be depressed and it's like well if you just if you just push yourself just a little bit and i'm not saying people don't push themselves but i'm just saying if you just really like grit your teeth and force like i'm gonna just get up and do this one little thing eventually it just it all becomes easier eventually and you just start pushing yourself and you start really really getting well it's just like you know sometimes when i'm feeling down like i literally not even think about doing something like if like i don't want to go to the gym i literally will be like nope and like 
before even a second thought, like, I'll be up and I'll be moving. And by the time I'm in my car, I'm like, you really don't want to go to the gym. And I'm like, well, I'm already driving, so I guess we're going. Yeah, it's just, again, it's just, it's, it's really like, it's being, um, it's being disciplined with yourself. And that's yeah. where I, a lot of people I think struggle is they get depressed and they don't, they don't discipline themselves to say like, no, do it. Do it, you son of a bitch. Do it. You're like, yeah. They don't They do not do that. They just go like, oh, well, all right. If you're not feeling up, like to themselves, they're like, if you're not feeling up to it, I guess we'll just like watch Netflix or whatever. <laughs> Whereas like you should be commanding with yourself. And, and it's not easy. I'm not saying like no, it's no, just no. as easy as just going like, yep, get up. <laughs> but like you have to kind of consistently say like, get the fuck up, get the fuck up, get the, and just keep doing it until you stand up. And then you're like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm standing. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's roll with this. Let's see what happens. Um, and that's, that's the biggest thing is like, I just, I feel... A lot of a lot of people just don't feel like they have the ability to push themselves. And well, to really I, I think that they. Themselves. I think that a lot of people feel that they lost themselves exactly. to the depression, right? Yeah. And it's just like a lot of people don't understand is that you are your depression. Yeah. Like you are creating that mindset yourself. Yep. Yep. And it's just like as much as like you know like I want to talk to you day in day out about your depression and like hopefully like we can get somewhere yep. and like elevate you off that. But also there's a like a fifty percent of yourself that you yep. have to realize that hey listen. I can create yep. a new mind frame. Yep. So I always have a, a, a I guess it's an analogy. I don't, and maybe it's not an analogy. It's more just a, I don't know, a turn of phrase that I use. Um, and it's that everybody has extra mental energy, excess mental energy that they don't expend in work and whatever. Um, and if you just sit at home and don't have an outlet for that energy and you don't do put that energy into things, it just sits on top of your brain. And it just rots on top of your brain. And that's what causes depression. Is It's just all this energy sitting on top of your brain, not doing anything. And it just sits there. And it just rots. It starts to rot because it's just sitting there not doing anything. Oh, God, I'm not doing anything with my life. Not doing anything. And it's just rotting. And then it just, it, just, it just seeps into your brain. And it just goes like, oh, like everything's terrible. Like just shit. It's just garbage. Um, but if you expel that energy and you use that energy that's on top of your brain and you put it into things that you're doing, if you find outlets to put it into there's no energy up there to rot. It's just, it's just not empty space, but like there's no, there's nothing up there. And I would say there's a little bit of that. And I'd also say that, but like, I would also be very cautious about that as well, because yeah. a lot of people like they do have depressive reasons to be depressive. That oh, for sure. Room. Absolutely. And like, it's like, I find it very difficult when it comes to like kind of things because there's such a broad spectrum of people are depressed. Everybody's got different reasons. It's exactly, but I think that like you know like dealing with those emotions are also good. But like I I agree with your statement of being like you know. Kind of oh yeah, I'm not saying like avoid all your shit and go <laughs> yeah, just, do something. That's not what I'm saying at all. Trouble. That's not what I'm saying at all. Like obviously, like if you've got past trauma and you've got things that you need to deal with and you've got mental blocks that you need to deal with, go and figure that out for sure mm -hmm. all i'm saying is that like again making that choice of like going and like hey i'm gonna go do i'm gonna go do this painting class that i i was too afraid to do before or whatever putting that mental energy into it is going to make you feel better because it's going to let that mental energy well out. i mean not even that like when you even get there like it's just like hey i'm there yeah at least i can commit exactly. myself at exactly. some level yeah for sure and for even sure. though it might take some time to actually like commit yourself yeah. fully at least you're making that absolutely like, gritting your teeth and just saying like nope we're fucking doing no, this no, we're no, gonna no, fucking no. do it you take that one step but you take that step and it, as soon as you do that, as soon as you bridge that gap and take that step, it's like your mind just opens up most of the time because it's, uh, 
you realize like you do have the power to do it and you yeah. did it and you fucking conquered that little fear or that little <laughs> that anxiety little that you were yeah. having um, and you conquered it and that means that you can conquer more things you know what I mean like they might be at the same level they might not be any bigger things yet but, but you can still conquer those things it and like it's like holy fuck I've got this power that I <laughs> yeah. that I unleashed and it's just it's a great thing and it's and again I've been there I was to the point where it was like I didn't think that I could be a photographer I didn't think I could do it hey, I didn't man, think I, I had the exactly feeling when I bailed out the first time because my shoulder exactly. I was was just I thought I was gonna sell cell phones yeah. for the rest of my life. I'm getting to a point Whoa. now where I know that I'm getting out of everything. But there was a point like f- two or three years ago where I thought for sure I was just gonna be slinging burgers for the rest <laughs> of my fucking guy. life. Like oh, yeah. I thought for sure I was just gonna I was gonna be have like a mid level management role <laughs> and just that's where I was gonna die. Like it was like it was, a McLeifer. Yeah, like I uh, thought for sure. But like now I'm getting to a point where it's like oh, okay, I do have these other options and I can go and do this and I can travel to other places in the world and see this shit and do it. And it's it's again. It's because I decided one day that I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Vancouver. I'm gonna go to Vancouver. Fuck it. I got. I got some extra money. I'm gonna go to Vancouver, and I, I did it. And now it's like that one thing that I did has opened up so many doors for myself, and it's it's boosted my confidence like crazy because I realized like I can do basically whatever the fuck I want to do, and I'm not gonna succeed with everything. No. But like I'm gonna learn along the way. Even if I don't succeed with something, I'm still gonna learn. The why I didn't succeed and learn like oh maybe I should avoid that thing like let's not do heroin or whatever you know like stuff like <laughs> yeah. that like, like I'm gonna learn as I go I, I fully believe that it's just about taking that first little push and just like drilling it into your own head and just being like motherfucker get the fuck up and do this thing it, it's, it's like 90% of the battle yeah. I mean yeah. like that's the thing and that's why I just try not to even think about yeah. it like when I want to do something I'm yeah. just like just do it like yeah. you but by the time you're thinking about it you're already gone. And uh, don't get me wrong, I've talked myself out of many things. Like, there's yeah. been many opportunities that probably would have been okay successfully for me, but, like, I, I talked myself out of them because I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't, I don't know if I can. But, and and maybe I could, maybe I couldn't. And that's, you know, old hat. I, yeah, there's no way I can figure that out. But the things that I did just go like, I'm going to fucking do this, have almost always worked out for me for the most part. There's yeah. been a couple things where I've been like, oh, fuck, that didn't work out well. <laughs> but I mean, um, that's a learning experience. Exactly. And there's things like, there's things that do I wish I didn't do? Absolutely. There's things that I'm like, oh, fuck, yep, okay, shouldn't <laughs> that, have done that. That embarrassing moment. Definitely shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have dated that girl. Shouldn't have done <laughs> yeah. you know, stuff like oh, that. Oh, tell me about uh, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it's definitely things like that. But again, like, it's all been a learning experience. And it's been like, oh, okay. So I dated that person because of like this, that, and the other. And now I know like, if this person acts this way, I need to avoid that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like okay, bit, right? now yeah. I understand that and we're yeah. good. But yeah, for the most part, anytime that I've been like, no, nah, like, fuck it, let's do it. It's been quite successful. Um, but again, it's just those things where it was like, this makes me happy doing this. I thoroughly enjoy this. And even like the editing portion, doing all that, I just enjoy it. And yeah. then I put it up and people are like, hey, this is really cool. And then that little thing is like, yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. And it makes me feel good. Um, and I, it's like, I enjoy the process of it. And it's the same as photography. Like I enjoy the process of taking a portrait just as much as I enjoy putting the final result up on Instagram or my website right, of or and getting the feedback from it. Um, I just enjoy the process of it. I enjoy doing it so much. And that's where I think people get confused in this day and age is like they're all focused on the end result they're focused on like what is it going to be at the end as opposed to as opposed to focusing on what you're doing and enjoying the process of what you're doing and learning what you're doing and and really like absorbing as much information as you possibly can um and that's like i'm a big proponent of that is just like just 
enjoy the process of what you're doing. Stop worrying about like how many likes you're going to get on fucking Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Enjoy the process of what you're doing. Stop, yeah. stop worrying about like if people are going to like the food that you're cooking. Just enjoy the process of cooking and learning like what spice goes where and what like just learning all that shit is just it's awesome and it's a great experience and it's really right. cool. And I think people shy away from that a lot because they don't they're afraid that they're going to suck at it. And it's like, yeah, okay, maybe, like, I wasn't a good photographer right out of the box. It's not like I picked up a camera and I was like, oh, yep, I'm great. Like, it's not, that's not how it worked. Um, I had to work at it and I had to learn and I had to do all and, and I took a lot, it's like, I've been doing it for 10, 11 years now. So it's like, and it's just in the last, like, four years that I've been like, oh, yep, I'm successful. And it's yeah. all right. And now we're going to go into a segment called Transparency Time. I, uh, I brought this segment forward because I just love catching people off guard. And I think it's a really cool thing to let someone know that they have to answer a question and that they have to answer it honestly, uh, but not letting them know what that question is. And I like to give myself that practice too. And it's really interesting to see the reactions that people get and the the stories that come out of it and the answers that some people give it's just a really interesting uh play on what people's uh expectations are versus what the reality of the question is and and how they react to what you're asking them um and you'll see that uh in both brendan and i in this segment uh because we both had i was not expecting him to bring the questions forward that he did and i don't think he was expecting me to bring the questions forward that i did um so it was just it was so neat to see um both of us caught off guard but still being vulnerable and open and honest about everything and it was it, it led to some really uh really good conversation so i hope you guys enjoy it uh this is transparency time enjoy okay so did you bring questions for me oh yeah i did did you, oh, you, you, did. you, you, let's, let's start off with your questions first. My me. questions first? Yeah, All like, right. let's go. Okay. Because okay. um, I'm ready, I got like a lot of, yeah, let's do this. Okay, okay. Um, my first question is, what do you think your worst trait is? Wow, you're not, you're starting off with <laughs> no easy questions to start off with. You know, like, you know, what do you do in your downtime? No, no, no. it's just like, what is your no. worst trait? Um, like, now or like oh throughout right my whole now. life right, right now? now right at this moment um i think that a little bit is going to be along the line so i'm too empathetic when it comes to things i shouldn't be empathetic about like i involve myself in things i shouldn't involve myself okay. in just for the sake of wanting to help okay like i get like into like the, the actions where i'm like oh like you know and like i'll go deep into a rabbit hole and then it's like a month later and i'm like how the hell did i get in this kind of like what's going on <laughs> when you wake up on the dirty mattress next to the person you're like where, where did i how did i get here right where or are like, my pants or like but like again like those like develop like i, I don't regret doing them. Mm. like i'm saying it's a negative trait but like i don't absolutely i love doing it still but it is a negative aspect because i'm like i kind of put myself on hold mm. for a little bit just being like oh like this guy really yeah. needs my help right now like you know i'll jump into this mm. and then like i'll like a month later i'm like 
where where where's my relationships at? Everyone's bad at me. Like you haven't contacted me in a month. <laughs> See, I have the I have kind of the opposite thing where I'm so I'm so busy focusing on my own shit mm-hmm. that I forget that my friends like need me sometimes, <laughs> and I just like I'm just I'm just living life. Like I'm not doing anything specific. I'm just living and just like figuring out my shit. And then somebody's like, "Hey, are you alive?" And I'm like. <laughs> Yep, and then like I get confused because I'm like, yeah, what but the you don't know up? it's like a month passes. Well, right? it's it's the thing is, is like I'm okay being by myself like eighty mm-hmm. percent of the time. I'm yeah, I'm very absolutely. comfortable with my own company and I'm good. So I sometimes forget that like other people aren't like that and they need like social interaction <laughs> yeah. with with Shayna and Matt and stuff. Like I'll see them like three times a year sometimes. <laughs> oh, you see them? Like whatever, <laughs> and it's like and it's like. I'm used to that. I'm used to friends that just don't really need that sort of uh, interaction. And some of my friends are like that where they they need that sort of like social interaction to, mm-hmm. to validate the friendship or to make sure that they're still cared for. And I just forget, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm so busy just focusing on stuff and I and I don't feel the need to check in because like I know I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like I know we're good and all's fine. But so the- I don't feel the need to do it. And then other people are like, hey, are we good? Because we haven't talked in like a <laughs> month. And I'm like, oh yeah, we're good. Like everything's <laughs> like, fine. Yeah. 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 That is the essence of it like even like a little bit of confidence issues I mean like I'm not as confident as I want to be as a paramedic right now I mean like granted I'm not even a year in so I mean like there's plenty of areas in which I can boost my confidence and like just handling certain situations but like I'm just one of the aspects like I am afraid of is that like I I do see like a lot of older medics eventually like I mean like none of my service they, they seem very like um well adjusted in later in the career but like there is a huge percentage of that of like burnouts or like you know get lost in the bottle or like Mm -hmm. you know like just completely like you know go down the bad end of the road when i get off a shift i try to always like think about like how do i process this in a way that's not going to lead me to the bottle in five years (laughs) so that's like a little thing i'm learning to develop so now moving on to the next question there we go what do you think my worst trait is your fucking face. <laughs> no. That's fair. That's no, fair no. point. That's tough. I mean, like, we know each other basically through other people. And I mean, yeah. this is the first kind of interaction where we had where we've got, like, a huge yeah. one-on-one, Absolutely. which is very lovely. Um, I would say a little bit along the lines of you try to stretch yourself a little too thin. All right. I would say along the lines of, like, you know, like, you want to, like, you have all these goals and everything like that, which is great. And, like, I love doing the podcast and stuff, but not your work life, but, like, your social aspects. Mm-hmm. Like, just from what we've been talking about, it seems along the lines of, like, you spread yourself thin over so many things. <laughs> and it's just, like, like I, I just see the stress. <laughs> like, you know, you hide it good, but, like, I see the stress. It's, just, the it's, like, it's my posture, isn't it? It's yeah. my posture. Well, it's like when we were talking about, yeah. like, how, you, like, you know, you kind of, like, you know, like, you like talking, like, you can bear the weight. That's also very good to be able to have that aspect. But, I mean, like, not all the time are you forced to bear the weight yeah. of these people. Yeah, it's, it's something that I've tried to work on in the last, like, couple of years is being able to... And, and I do, I do make time for myself a lot and I, you know, self-care a lot for sure. Um, and that's why I think like I've gotten better at being able to hold people up more, like hold right. people shit is because I do take the time before I wasn't taking the time and I was just keep everybody shit on <laughs> yeah, me and I wasn't taking any time for myself and Trying I was just like, laying myself the on the, on the nails for everybody <laughs> yeah. else to walk across, you know, and it was like, and it was terrible. And now like I've gotten to a point where it's like, no, I'm just going to turn my phone into airplane mode and I'm going to just watch a movie on Netflix and just, you know, do nothing and not worry about anything. Um, but there also is, a, is times where it's like six different people are texting me about their problems and I'm like, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm very, 
very happy to do it and I love like trying to help people, but there is times where it's like, it's a little overwhelming because it's like so many people right. um, reach out to me because I make myself so available to everybody uh, emotionally that it, people reach out to me all the time. Um, and it's, yeah, I definitely like, I definitely do spread myself a little bit much, mm -hmm. um, but I've gotten much better at it in the last couple of years. That's not a sin of a margarine. Exactly. Well for sure. It's, it's <laughs> definitely like I'm, I'm, I'm taking more time for myself. And That's like great. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to Vancouver for the month and like, I'm not really going to talk to like, I'm going to talk to people, <laughs> but like, I'm not taking calls. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm done with that. Alice gonna, therapy like, I'm good. I'll, I'll say like, Hey, you good? Okay, good. Like, yeah. that's great. But that's, that's all that's happening. So yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. Last question. Sure. Last question. Last question. Um, why do you think you're unsuccessful at love? Oh, wow. Like how deep do we want to go here? You go as deep as you want, my friend. Um, I think most of the time, like if we're being brutally honest, like we'll get down to brass tacks of things. Um, most of the problems in my relationship stem from the fact that most of the relationships I've gone into, I've been the sole caregiver, basically. It was not too long ago where I was actually talking, like I was thinking about myself on how my past relationships have failed and why. And I found most of the long time is as I invest so much into the person because most of the time is that they're so emotionally unstable. It becomes this kind of dynamic where it's not 50-50 anymore, it's 80-20. Mm, yeah. And it's like, even though they're giving me essences of like, you know, themselves at certain points, it finds that like, most of my relationships have developed into that aspect, so I've been really kind of trying to be a little bit more picky yeah. right now in which like kind of relationships I'm jumping mm -hmm. into because like I don't want to get caught in that sort of mindset again. Yep. And I mean that, I mean I have been successful in some areas. I mean like I dated some girls that like I thought were like completely wonderful, but I mean it just wasn't that kind of fit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that's the main thing is that I dive too deep into something and then like I try to like, like you were saying, like, you know, fix them, put yep. Humpty Dumpty yep. back together again, right? And it's just like that kind of envelops and becomes the relationship rather than the relationship being sure. the relationship. Yeah, makes sense. It's more along the lines of like, this person is their own person that's and good. I love learning about yeah, this person that's, that's because everyone has their weaknesses, sure. everyone has their strengths, right? Yeah. And you can't expect someone to be perfect if you're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a healthy way to look at it. And that's, that's a lot of people don't have that healthy outlook to it. They just say like, they, they, again, they put those <laughs> expectations in and it's like when that person doesn't meet this expectation of what they, what they put in their mind of that the, they're supposed to hit, they get upset. And it's like, that's not, that it doesn't work. You're just setting yourself up for failure if you do that. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, when they, 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 like, everyone has to understand, like, when you first meet someone, is like, everyone puts on a face when mm -hmm. you meet someone, right? Like, everyone's just like, this is how I want to present Unless you're myself. me, and then I'm just like, here's all of my shit. <laughs> <laughs> all that was, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. So for those listening, uh, we are currently in a, a shed, in a shed <laughs> um, which I am, I'm going to be renovating into a little recording space, but right now it's just, there's no electricity, so we are sitting in basically the pitch black um, and chatting with each other yeah. in the dark. But, like, everyone has a sort of facade they want to yeah, throw absolutely. out to the world, right? And then, like, I like the facade because I know there's something deeper mm -hmm. other than absolutely. that. And I think that's, like, when I think of, like, someone I want to be with, I want to be, like, okay, like, underneath the facade, is that someone I like? Yeah. Because, yeah, like, yeah, that facade's great. Like, you know, like, it's great for initial courting yep. situation. So, like, you understand the person, you see their, and then you start seeing deeper into them. And that's where I feel the relationship actually yeah. grows, yeah. is, like, seeing, like, you know, like, everyone always says, like, you know, like, Oh, like, you know, like, she does this, I hate it. Like, you know, like, what we were saying for, like, deal breakers, right? Yep. Like, she cats the back of my neck or some <laughs> shit, right? But I, I think that, like, those little idiosyncrasies yep. are, like, 
would make the relationship better. Like yeah. knowing someone on that personal level yeah. and being like and being okay with being be, like, yeah, accepting she, it. Yeah. She's weird, yeah. but she's my weird. Yeah. <laughs> right? She pisses me off, but like it's in a good way. It's, you know it's, it's, I mean? it's my piss yeah. off, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 yeah. nothing along those lines. Like I, I don't think that relationships are built on the best moments. No. Like no. relationships are built on the structure of building mm-hmm. them themselves. And having those deep pity motions with people like being along the lines of like, yeah, that was a bad time we just experienced, but hey that is a great portion that we can build from because not all relationships are 100% solid all the time. None of this, like, you know, like, we're not always having fun. There's always those parts where it's going to be bad. And it's how you learn to deal with each other that builds it. There's a, there's a quote by, in a song by a comedian named Tim Minchin, and he says, relationships are like a vine or a mushroom or a sponge. They grow with time. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're not just like a thing. They don't just... Apparate out of nowhere. Exactly. It starts as something, and it starts growing, and it becomes this thing that that, that is eventually a, a, a compromise between two people in a in the best possible way. Yeah, and that's... like you know, when I when I when I do fall in love with someone, I I generally fall in love as I said, like those idiosyncrasies. It's not like those big grand moments where I'm like, oh, we had that great sex that one night, or we just had that beautiful moment. We had that sunset. We had with the flowers. It's like no. Her doing something stupid in the kitchen, yeah. right? That's just yep. a part of her. Yep. The, That's the, what makes the, me love the, her. There's... I call those intimate moments. Like, they're not yeah. they're not intimate in the way of, like, you're, like, face-to-face and you're, like, nuzzling and stuff. Yeah. It's intimacy of, like, you're watching her do her makeup in the bathroom while you're just kind of sitting there and she's just kind of humming to herself and, and you're like... Yeah, you're or, like, like, you know, yeah, doing a stupid little great. dance in yeah, the kitchen. Exactly. And like, or like, you yeah. catch her doing something exactly. embarrassing. Yeah, for sure. And it's like... It's like... It's like for me, like the 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 image that comes into my brain when I think of stuff like that is like, uh, the the girl that I'm seeing is in the kitchen and or in the in the bathroom. I mean, and she's like half dressed and she's got her hair in her in a towel yeah. and she's just kind of like humming to herself, like doing her makeup or whatever. Like it's it, little intimate moments like that that are like the treasures in relationships. It's not again, it's not the big grandiose thing. And don't get me wrong, the grandiose things are fun and they're great. Absolutely. But it's those little moments where you're like, you can just kind of sit back and like look at it and be like, this is. <laughs> hilariously wonderful and I'm just exactly. I'm uh, you know it's great and I just appreciate yeah. that moment yeah, so much sure. and like you know you can have all those moments outside like you were saying like you know with the sunsets with the cruises yeah. with everything along those the lines cruises wow <laughs> what dates are you going on buddy yeah, I'll, Jesus I'll, I'll let all the girls know but <laughs> I mean those from my past relationships those are the little things I remember right those are those things I take with me it's yeah. like those little moments where I was just like wow yeah. this person is really wonderful yeah. when no one's watching there there you you are never truly you know, the greatest version of yourself until you are the best version of yourself when you're alone. Like, that's, yeah. that's not, that's just how Well, you works. gotta learn to love yourself, exactly. right? And because... Yeah, it's, uh, so, the reason that, like, I, I'm transparent for the most part. Like, there's some things that I don't talk about with people, with specific people. For mm-hmm. the most part, I'm open about my entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I meet someone, I just go, like here's all my shit. And if they don't like it, I'm like, see you later. Because I don't, I've reached a point in my life and an age, I guess. Maybe I'm a little wise beyond my years, but like, I don't have time for that shit anymore. No, I'm tired for it's the like, games. if you want my shit, cool. If you're willing to put up with my shit, cool. I'm like, here's the things that I do wrong all the time. If you can deal with that, we're great. We're great. Yeah, we're great, great. If you can't, that's cool. It was nice knowing you and I'll still be your friend, but like, I don't want this to go anywhere because I know that you can't deal with that shit and it's it's just gonna end badly at this yeah, yeah i like that kind of mindset but i also like a very very cautious i guess yeah. it's my kind of That's experience fine. going out to the world because like you know like there has been like i'm not very open mm. in certain senses like yeah. you know i'm a very close person like i'm very open when it comes to like yeah. other people Absolutely. like like i'll listen to your problems all day i'll let you yeah. but like there's also that barrier i put up absolutely 
But uh, I've been trying to like whittle that down. Like it, it takes time because Absolutely. it's. it's I was. Not, I've not. It's really I, hard I, I haven't always been this person that's just like here's all everything. Like, here's yeah, all right. everything on a pedestal. I haven't always been like that. It took a long time for me to get to that point where I was okay with like and realizing that like people will accept me or not accept me and not giving a shit about it. Exactly. Right. It takes a long time to get to that point. But I, I still think like there's that, that little like tipping motion. Like I always find it like delicate. Like I really like like. Beginning of the relationships are always, like, kind of interesting mm-hmm. to me because I always really enjoy, like, seeing people's reactions to certain sure. shit. And especially when something gets brought up yeah. new that never got brought up before. Yeah. It's just always interesting to see how it goes down, right? But, yeah, like, uh, what was I saying? But, like, yeah, like, I learned slowly over time mm-hmm. just bringing down those walls. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, granted, I kind of chose an area in which, like, you know, like, I, I like, walls, yeah. right? But, I mean, like, learning to, like, tear those down yeah. and, like, not, like, it's, it's, it's interesting to say the least. My turn? Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Hold the phone and hold on to your butts. Oh, shit. You actually wrote them down. Yeah. Well, you wow. said write them down. And I was like, wow, we're going wow. old school. <laughs> For those listening, he just pulled out a piece of paper. Fuck <laughs> off. So what is your biggest fear and or regret as an artist? As an artist? As an artist. <sighs> Oof, that's a tough one. I thought you were going as a person, and I had the answer like right I know, now. I know. As an artist, oh, um, see, yeah, biggest... I've come to learn from you is just like how well you like you do that. So I figure I'd hit you with something that like you yeah, weren't expecting. Yeah. Um, as an artist, uh, my biggest fear as an artist really is um, not having anyone recognize my success, if that makes sense. Um, like I've worked damn hard to get to where I am. Mm -hmm. And if I just like disappear into the ether as an artist, like that would crush me. So like kind of like the forgotten. Yeah. And like, it's happened a couple of times where like, I felt like everybody's just moved on to the next, (laughs) the next fucking new model or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And it's happened. And I've been like, Oh fuck. And like, and it's, it's just an ego thing. That's all it is. And and it's something that I've, I'm in control of for the most part. My ego is not out of control. I'm not Mm -hmm. like, I'm the greatest fucking thing on the planet. I don't even think I'm the best photographer in this city. (laughs) I'm being honest, but like, I love what I do and that's what I want to come across. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if my work is the most perfect thing on the planet. I just want people to be able to look at it and say like, he loves what he does and he's like, he's in it. You know what I mean? And he's super passionate about it. Do you have anything that you would, you regret? Regrets? Um, yeah, there's definitely some opportunities that I should have taken that I didn't. Like Like, there's, uh, I had a couple job offers working for our home magazine, um, which was like taking pictures of like fancy homes and stuff for, for magazines. And I would have been very gainfully employed and very well paid for it Mm -hmm. um but i didn't want to do that type of work at that time like i was like i was so focused on like i'm going to be a portrait photographer and i was like that's what it was and i didn't take the job offers and it was a it's probably a huge regret uh like both financially and on a professional level because i could have gotten my name out there more for more jobs and i would have been very gainfully employed like it would have been like every three months i was shooting for that magazine and making a decent amount of money Mm -hmm. um and thankfully like the job did go to somebody who i respect and who uh, who deserves it very much um but uh, i i definitely regret not accepting that job offer and it would have been a challenge but like at that point in my life i was still like afraid of taking challenges because like i was like i can't do this um, so i just said no and I, I i you know i i definitely regret doing that for sure other than that not really like i'm pretty solid with everything i've done um i don't really regret anything that i've done or not done for the mm-hmm. most part so especially when it comes to like portraiture and stuff like i've i've hit all of my check boxes for the most part that i've wanted to hit over the last few years so yeah hold on i gotta turn this <laughs> Yeah, I know. I should just wrote it on my phone. Again, for those listening, it's pitch black in here right now, and we can't see anything, and it's real intimate. 
What was the biggest curveball that life has ever thrown you? Oof. Yeah, and how did you handle it? Um, and 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 we'll a little added a little uh, sure. on top of it. Has there ever been a bittersweet moment that stood out in your mind? Oof. Um, so biggest curveball for me, um, right off the bat, was when my dad passed away. Okay. Um, definitely was the biggest. So there's there's two parts to that. Okay. So my dad and I never really had a great relationship growing up. We mm-hmm. didn't really talk. We weren't really close or whatever. Um, two years before he passed away, my grandfather passed away, and we went down to Niagara Falls for the funeral. And my stepmom got us in a hotel room, and she said, "You two are gonna work your shit out." And we did. And we spent like three hours in the hotel room, like yelling and crying and whatever, and just getting everything out. And that was a huge curveball for me because I'd never seen my dad in that light before. I'd never mm-hmm. seen him as a, as a vulnerable human being. He was always very tough, kind of uh, manly man sort of thing. And I'd never seen him in a vulnerable state like that before. And it was like, it made me realize like how many mistakes that I had made um, in my life by not letting him in my life. But cause like, I always had this jaded view of like, my dad was the one that left and I was angry with him and he got a new family and I yeah. wasn't part of that family. And I was, always had this little jaded idea of it. But then when that happened, it was like, again, it was a huge curveball because it showed that my dad cared. Like, and it was like, and I didn't know that before. Like I genuinely had no idea that my dad actually cared and was proud of me and was, and, and was, and was happy with where I was at it. Like, and we just had a huge conversation about like, and I, I remember like distinctly that conversation was, um, I said something about, uh, being proud and stuff. And he was like, of course I'm proud of you. Like, why wouldn't I be proud of you? And I was like, you've never once said that to me. You've mm-hmm. never once said I'm proud of you. And then he kind of went like, whoa like okay i re- like he realized that like he's he's told everybody else all of his friends how i'm proud of me but he's never said it and like it was one of those things where it was like it was such a cathartic and uh cleansing moment for me because it made me realize like my dad does give a shit and it was like it opened so many doors and the last two years of uh me and me and my dad or my dad's life like we got along great like we i'd go down and we did we chat and everything and it, we got along great um i just wish it would have happened sooner because i would have loved to have more time to be able to to get close with him but yeah, definitely like that part plus him passing away two years later was like just a huge curveball in my life. And it opened my eyes to like things that I needed to change personally about myself to make myself a better person. Yeah. Um, to be a better son for my mother. Like I, my family's never been super close and super like affectionate, whatever. But with him passing away, it made me realize like I do need to go and see my mom more and I do need to go down and see my stepmom more and I need to hang out with my nephew and like play games with them and stuff because I need to be there as a family member and not be this kind of like self secluding person like because i was i was the one putting walls up because i didn't i didn't think i belonged you know what i mean and then when he passed away it it opened those doors up to like being able to talk to my sister and and being part of the family and and hanging out with my nephew and just like wrestling with him and like playing games and stuff i didn't do that before because like i didn't feel like i was related to him you know what i mean like because there was no there's no blood relation it's just he she's my stepsister and there's no blood relation between us um, but now like with that, it opened my eyes to realize like, I, I want to do that because it's important and it's something that I really, really feel that I need to do in life. And, and, uh, and it really kind of opened a lot of doors for me personally, because I, I realized that I was not being a shitty, um, family member, but like, I just, I was absent. You know what I mean? Like I was, again, I was so busy focusing on my own shit that I wasn't paying attention to that. And like the, the, before my dad passed away, my dad passed away on January 5th. Um, and I didn't go down there for Christmas that year because I was busy working. 
And it, after that, it made me realize like nothing's more important than making sure that I see my family. Yeah. Like not no no paycheck, no nothing is more important than going to make sure that I see my family because I didn't get the chance to go see my. I didn't have a last time with my dad. Like I don't remember. I don't remember what the last time with my dad was because like it wasn't a special event. It was just like running into him on the street and saying like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like I don't remember what it was specifically because I wasn't there for Christmas and I would have loved to have that Christmas with him to be able to like again hindsight being what it was like no knowing that that would have been the last it would have been great to be able to be there you know um so yeah that that was definitely a curveball for me because it opened up and made me shift my priorities a little bit you know what i mean that that uh yeah that made me that yeah, made me open some things up yeah yeah have you, have you ever had a bittersweet moment that you look back on? That um, just like... Mostly relationships ending for me. Yeah. Um, most of my exes, minus like two, I'm still friends with. I still talk to on a regular basis. Um, and a lot of the relationships ended not because uh, because it was bad. It was because I was bad. I was I was the toxic one in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've I actually just I just put out a, a, a thing online the other day about. Um, I just said, like, shout out to all the people who have given me second chances because, like, if I were to meet that asshole now, I wouldn't give him a second chance if he came into my life. Um, And, again, with all my exes, like, a lot of them, they broke up with me because I was a toxic person. And it wasn't their fault. It was my fault. And I have learned from that. And that's a, like, it's a bittersweet because like I learned how to become a better person, but I also like that, that ended and it was a really good thing and it, it sucks that it ended, but because of it, I learned how to become the person that I am. So it's definitely like, I'd say all of my relationships across the board have been, have ended bittersweetly. Like they've never, there's never been one that I can think of that has ended and it's just been like, fuck, I'm glad that's over. Like that's, <laughs> never, that's never happened to me. Um, I've always been very, you know, like I, I I've always been, I, I still love, everybody that I've ever been in love with. Yeah. I 100% do. Um, because they're all just wonderful people and, and they're all, they all deserve such happiness. Um, but there's just, you know, people, just different personalities. They just don't mix click. and it doesn't, yeah. doesn't click. And, and, and I was, I, for the most part in my early life when I was dating people, I wasn't a good person and I treated those people really badly. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it showed, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it became a thing because it, it was, uh, cause I wasn't a good person. Um, but they're still wonderful people and they, you know, like it, if by chance there was something where it would like, some of them would come back into my life at some point, then that would be great. But like, I'm okay right now with where it is because I hurt that person. And like, I, I'm okay with accepting that I did and accepting that I was a bad person to that to them um and just thankful that they are forgiving and that they're willing to talk to me and still be friends with me because they've seen me evolve into this person and they've realized that I'm not the person that I was before all right let's see what I got for my last one I don't know if I can read it but I'll make one up on the spot if I can't <laughs> shut up it's fine have you ever done something directly bet that directly benefited you in a way you knew would harm others um, yes, when I, like I said, I used to be a shitty person. Um, when I was, uh, when I was in high school and college, I would lie to people and I would tell them whatever they wanted to hear to get ahead. Uh, and mostly it was with women. Like I would be like, Oh, like I love you. Like oh, just to get laid like a hundred percent. And I was a shitty person and I treated a lot of people like garbage because of that. But even in friendships, like there was a lot of time where like I would, I would, um, manipulate that person, uh, on a level that wasn't like, it wasn't like 
like give me all your money or something it would just be like oh so and so did this you should be friends with me instead of that person or something like mm-hmm. because like i could feel them drifting away and because of my own insecurities like i would like i would i would cling to them um and i would definitely like i would def i was definitely very manipulative when i was younger um and i was very uh not nice to a lot of people so definitely for sure I, there was and again like we talked about before about like stepping on people to get ahead and stuff mm-hmm. i don't that's why i don't want to do that anymore because right. i did that and it got me just nowhere like i i reset my friend groups like every five years when i was in high school because i just i i drained them of all their essence you know what i mean because i was such a toxic person that i just i sucked it all i was like i was like a a social vampire like i just sucked it all in and uh and it was and eventually they got you know they got keen to my shit and they would leave and then i'd have to find new friends and stuff like that so it got me nowhere really like there's only a few friends that i have that have stuck around for the long term and it like thank god for them like it's like they they've been here for since i've been a shitty person and have saw me as a good person and thank god they're you know they stuck around around. and they're still good um and that gave me a lot of stability but for the most part yeah like it was just i was very uh i was very jaded and i was very just like i would say things to people just to get you know just to get my way and just to do that and i wouldn't even hesitate like it wouldn't i wouldn't even feel bad about it and it was it was terrible um and it wasn't till later in life where i like did a bunch of self-reflection and realized like oh i do feel shitty i was a shitty person and then i went through a big period where like i was like i hated myself for a long time because like i knew that i was a shitty person and i didn't know how to change it and i was like huh like it was, <laughs> i was stuck in this kind of like uh purgatory of just like i was a shitty person but i didn't know how to fix it but like i couldn't stop being a shitty person because that's all i knew and it was like it was so hard for me and i just went through this like real self-loathing like hateful phase of my life and eventually i came out of it and learned how to you know put things in place and, and become a better person but yeah for sure like there's not not even a question like i i i have hurt a lot of people in my life um and i have i have since asked for forgiveness for the oh, majority you actually of reach them. Out to them oh for sure i oh. i went through a period uh last year maybe two years ago now. Okay. I can't remember. It's right. uh, The timeline's a little fuzzy. But uh, I went out and I, basically everybody that I had wronged, and I'm still doing it to this day, I just I just put a post up the other day on, on Instagram and said like, if I've ever hurt you, come and tell me because like I want to write it. I want to make it right. I want to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I don't want, I, I want to try to make people realize that like they're, they, they weren't, they, they were worth more than what I made them feel at that point. You know what I right. mean? They were, they were, they're worth more than that. And they, they should feel more than that than I made them feel at that point in time. But yeah, like I definitely reached out to the majority of people and said like, look, like this is what happened and I'm a shit person and I'm really sorry. And like, and like did whatever I could, um, verbally to, to try to fix it. Like I know I, I, there's not much I can do physically to try to fix things. Cause I never really like, it's not like I stole from anybody or like beat anybody up or murdered anyone like i never did that it was all just emotional stuff so like i tried my best verbally and emotionally to level with them and say like look this is what happened and like i really want to apologize and i really want to make sure that you are okay um from like any kind of thing that happened and most people they're like i honestly barely even remember what happened and i'm like that's great that's a wonderful thing but then there's some people that are like yeah that really fucked me up like i felt (laughs) and i'm like oh shit like i like i didn't know it had such an influence and it's like oh man like holy shit and and, and then it's uh, and then like you know talking about that and 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 talking it out and saying like okay and then and then having that person say like you are a different person now and I, I can see that and thank you very much for for reaching out and making me feel better and again I've become friends with people that wouldn't have given me the time of day uh, back then after what I did 
Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm thankful for those people because it means that like I have changed. Obviously, if if that wasn't the case, then like those people wouldn't be willing to give me a second chance and wouldn't be willing to continue con- communicating with me. Um, and that makes me feel good because it means that I am not like, you know, like there's, there's a certain level where it's like, am I just full of myself and I'm just bullshitting myself? Like, have I actually changed as a human being? But then when I get that sort of like conversation, that reassurance from people, I realize that like I have actually changed and I have like fixed a lot of things in my life. And it makes me feel good because like, I'm, I'm not a shitty person anymore. And I really like <laughs> you try that. not to be, a shitty I try not to be like, I, for the most part, like I honestly, it's not even a thought anymore. Like, it's just, I, I'm just inherently like positive all the time now it doesn't i don't even think about it anymore really mm-hmm. um there was a point where it was like again it was a choice every day i was like i'm gonna be positive i'm gonna be positive now it's just it's just commonplace for me it's just that's just how I, it, how right? i am and uh it's just you know and yeah so like yeah without a question um have hurt a lot of people and like not that i don't i don't think there will be anybody listening to this that like knows. That, that knows but like <laughs> if there is and if i we haven't spoken please for the love of god reach out because like i want like i want to make amends with as many people as i can i feel like i'm going through aa right now i'm like going to get like i'm making amends with everybody but but yeah no you're it gonna was, be like that guy on billy madison like, yeah. you're just hoping to scratch off that guy, yeah. off the list no um because it, it, again it's a it's a cathartic thing it makes me feel better about myself and it makes me uh it makes me um, it makes me feel a little bit more one with myself that I can kind of mend those bridges and try to make people feel better with that. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think that's probably a pretty good amount of time. So uh, yeah, it was as an hour and a half. Thank you for uh, thank you for coming in. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. And, uh, we'll be back at episode one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Once I get once I renovate this entire <laughs> shed. And, uh, well, fuck that. Man. It's like I'm about to fly out to Vancouver <laughs> at this rate. Hey, Brandon. Brandon. Brandon, episode 100 is going to fly out. Just send you the screenshot of episode 99 and be like, ah, you got a week. You got a week to get out here. So funny. But yeah, that's uh, that's a wrap. And thank you for coming out. And it's been a good conversation. And now we're closer friends. Absolutely. Or or better enemies. I don't know. We'll see at the end of the day. Depends on how uh, how this episode gets produced, I guess. Let's get out of this black room. Yeah, let's. uh, You know next time we'll have a cold black room. So I had a space heater in my room. Yeah, where is it, man? My legs are freezing. And that was the first episode of this new venture that I'm starting, this new podcast adventure that I'm doing. Um, I'm really excited to kind of go down this path again and start recording again and put out some stuff that you guys are hopefully interested in listening to. Please let me know what you thought of the entire episode and if there's things that you want me to tweak, if there's things that... uh, you know that I don't know about recording that you can help me figure out. Um, I'm still trying to get this kind of underfoot here and I'm just quite simply just throwing up my uh, Zoom recorder and just recording the uh, the air that happens in the conversation. So I'm hoping to get some better equipment and, and start producing it a little bit better. But for right now, it's just mostly focused on the conversation and uh, less on the quality. And I hope that uh, the conversation made up for the lack of audio quality. Thank you for listening, and I really appreciate anybody who listened to the entire thing, because this is a long episode. I think they're all probably going to be pretty long, but uh, if you could handle listening to my voice for an hour and some, and enjoyed everything that we talked about, then you're going to enjoy every episode. And uh, just thanks for tagging along, and uh, I'll see you in the next one. I guess I'll I'll hear, nope, that doesn't work either. I won't hear you. I'll talk at your ear holes in the next one. Okay, goodbye. Thank you. Mwah. Love you. Okay, bye bye.
wow, fuck, what the fuck is wrong with me? Fucking boop, 